gonna cut off none of my blessings. It took me too much to get here. Hallelujah, get by some Today we find ourselves at verse 11. Amen. Verse 11, David is praying. He has moved from encouraging himself and what he knows about the Lord into praying. There is a back and forth when you're going through trouble. Not only do you encourage yourself by quoting the promises and reminding yourself of the promises, but you ought to spontaneously break out into prayer. <laughs> I'm preaching already. Let me continue. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Hallelujah. The subject matter I'm going to deal with this, this, this morning is walking the ways of God. And just for us to, just a, a, another title of it is trusting God as the grand weaver of your life. It is really all about trusting him. Father, even now, Lord, have your way. Allow me to just be an instrument of your glory, an instrument of preaching your word. But Lord, I can't do nothing of myself. So you have to do it through me. Lord, do what only you can do. I make myself available to you. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Again, David is running from King Saul. He is in the cave of Adullah, 
400 men has gathered with him and they're not the type of people you would really want to associate with. They are the discontent, those in debt, those that have no other choice, but they, they have gathered around David and David finds himself in a place where he does not want to be. Here he is, and, 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 and in spite of the promise, he's here. By fact, may, may, may I say this? Because of the promise, he's here. Can, can I help you understand something? That God will give you a promise that is far away, but he prepares you through a process that you can withstand the promise. Because until you can be trusted in going through, you can't be trusted with. Until we learn how to wait on him, you can't learn how to be blessed by him. Listen, it's not God that's on trial. It's our faith that is on trial. And many times what we don't understand is our trouble, our enemies, our sickness, our, our whatever is working for us to make us what God wants us to be. Many times we are troubled that God hasn't taken us where we want to be. God is worried about making us what he wants us to be. And until he makes us what he wants us to be, he can't take us where he wants us to be. Where are you in the process? Because I said last week, you can cut your purpose and your destiny because of our stubbornness. That doesn't mean your salvation. That means what God has for you, he can't trust with you because you won't allow him to pull you. Is he pulling you? Watch David, he says, in this predicament, Lord, now I'm ready to be taught. The problem with most of us, we think we already know. We come with our agenda, with, with what we want, the way we want it. We want to have it our way. We're asking God to bless what our agenda is. I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. It's not about you, boo. It's not about me. It's not about you, boo. It's about him. And the quicker we learn that, the better we are. We are. We don't know. You know what? It's hard for us to admit we don't know. Pride. Pride wants to say, I know. We fall for the same trick that Satan threw at Adam and Eve that he told them, he said, God is holding back 
from you. God hasn't shown you everything. And we think that we can get what we want by ourselves, independent from God. And whether you know that or not, that's rebellion. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't sleep around. I don't drink. I, I, I always smoke reefer sometimes. Weed, marijuana, hemp, whatever you want to call it. Don't look at me that way. I know we got some marijuana smoking Christians in there. I'm just saying. Doesn't mean, listen, 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 listen. But, 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 but when God has said something and He's pulling you, and we say no, when God has told us, listen, God speaks to us. God guides us through the Spirit of God. God wants to direct us in our thinking, in our wants, in our attitudes. And some of us is too stubborn for our own good. King Saul lost his destiny because he was stubborn. God gave him direction and he continually would not do it and made excuses for himself. To the place God got sick and tired. I mean, listen, I think we're gonna see King Saul in heaven. He still was God's child. You know that little cute little baby that you can't whoop or discipline because they so cute. That 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 toddler that's now three, and they tell you what to do. That, that, that baby, that that all that to do is 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 fall on the floor and do a temper tantrum, and you give them anything they want. Wait till they get 16. Matter of fact, what was cute that you was laughing at, now you crying about. Wait till, wait, wait, wait till they're grown. God, we are his children. And he is not going to make us, allow us to be spoiled children. Because let me tell you, we're some, there's some adult children that throw temper tantrums when we don't get our way. We, we like Frank Sinatra who said, uh, for the older folks, I, I did it my way. For the younger folks, there was, there was something that said, it's my party. I do what I want to do. And, and, and we 
are constantly throwing this up in God's face. You know what I realize? I shouldn't cut the cord in back in front of me. I need to cut some cords behind me. There's situations, there's attitudes, there's things that keep wanting to pull us back into what we should be delivered from. There's this attitude, there's some things we think is cute and it's no longer cute anymore. You too old to act like that. You've been in church for a long time. It's not cute. And there's some things that we need to allow God to cut, 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 there is a pulling whenever there's a test, whenever there is trouble, there is a pull to pull us back into what we know better than. How can I say this? We know better. We just don't want to do better. We know we wrong. Don't nobody has to tell you you're wrong. But some of the stuff we say, some of the attitudes, we want to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, the way we want to do it, regardless of what God is saying. I'm not even talking deep. That's a surface. What's deep is, is that there's a pull and there's a push. Let me show you the push. David says, teach me your way, lead me in the straight path because of, you know what he's saying? Lord, I recognize I need you to teach me because if you don't show me, my trouble's going to overtake me. Lord, you got me boxed in. I no longer have no wiggle room. It ain't got tied up in here. And the things that I used to do, I, I better not do because my enemies are watching. The devil is trying to take me out and I know it. What's this? It's because of my trouble. Because of my heartache. Because I don't know what to do. I run my way to you. Did you know that God uses your enemies to push you higher? <laughs> if you allow your enemies, your enemies will push you into your purpose and your destiny. Peter, when Jesus told him that they're going to crucify me, Peter pulled him aside and said, no, Lord, it, it won't be. And Jesus called him the devil. <laughs> when Judas came and kissed him, Jesus called him my friend. Judas betrayed him, but Peter was getting in the way 
of what was meant for him. So Peter, don't stop me from what I came to do. Judas, you think that you are doing me wrong, and you are. But God is using even your wrongness to get me where I need to be. Because my destiny is the cross, the resurrection in heaven for all of you all. Listen, sometimes we're fighting against the wrong thing. David said, in this position, I don't need to be pushed by my emotions. I don't need to be pushed by what I think. Look, I need you to teach me. I recognize I don't know. Is there anybody in the house that say, I don't know? I, I really don't know. I know I look like I know, but I really don't know. I, I look like I'm okay. I might tell you I'm okay, but I know I'm not okay. But it's okay that I'm not okay because God has me in his hands. It's our frame of reference. It's when we have committed. Talking to my son, and my son said to me, he said, Dad, he said, we have a problem with the word surrender. He said, because today, we, we, we don't want to surrender to nobody or nothing. I said, but you're right. So, so, so the Bible will use that word, but the way they saw it then is different from the way we see it now. So he sent me something, and, and what he sent was, he said, Dad, he said, maybe people understand total commitment. Bring that up if, if we got it, if we got it. He's a writing and he talks about, well, I definitely can't see that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let me give you the reference point of it. What God is asking us is to totally commit to him. Totally commit requires for us to empty our hands of our agenda, our wants to, our manipulation. Total commitment means, watch this, that we lay down in his hand. I don't know if you can see this lamb, but all four of his legs are broken. He's laying in the right hand of God but God's left hand of grace is there. He can't help himself, but he don't have to. He feels his weakness, but he's covered by God's strength. Oh, you don't know how good God is till you let him bless you. But in order to let him bless you, you got to know you can't. Listen, 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 listen. There is no middle ground. We are either walking in blessing or curse. And what God said to the children of Israel, you choose. 
hold on, hold on. Just because I died yesterday don't mean I'm going to die today. Because today I can get an attitude and say, I got this. Paul said I die daily. Are you dying today? Are you dying from your own desires? And listen, listen, listen. God created you so you can't lose trust in him. Because he knows what you need. And, and if he don't bring what you need when you think you want it, his grace and his mercy, his presence. Listen to Moses. Here he is leading over two million people up into the promised land. And they done got on his last nerve. And he don't ask God to change them. He don't ask God to make him stronger. He said, your presence. What you think you need is not what you need. What you need is his presence. The manifestation of the grace of God will make you okay. No matter what the situation is, it's, 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 it's him. Say that with me. It's him. It's Christ. Even when all hell is breaking loose, you, you have to take your eyes off the hell. And the miracle of God is he'll keep you walking through hell. And you won't smell like smoke. People will still see a joy on you, a peace on you. Listen, you trusting God brings you what you need. God's trying to break our attitudes. Because until he break our attitude of rebellious children, he can't do with us or through us what he wants to do. God dealing with me, and this is what God told me. He didn't tell me until I was done with. He said, he said, Tracy, you have always been strong. But where I'm taking you, you can't use that. I mean, come on, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, me. I broke this leg, the bone coming down is split in a Y, and I never got it fixed because it didn't hurt bad enough. Then I find two years later, when I sprung it and it wouldn't go away, the doctor said, it's broke. I said, no, I broke this ankle in three places. I didn't break this one. He got mad at me because I'm arguing with him, and he put it up on the screen. And I said, that's supposed to be come straight down, but it's a why. Somebody said I was crazy. I'm, yeah, I was. I broke this ankle in three places because we was, had some plans. I still was trying to walk on it. I did not go to the hospital. I'm talking about as a 16-year-old. I did not go to the hospital 
until the swelling went out of my ankle into my toes and my toes was turning blue. Pain was nothing. I could power myself to do anything. And God said, you know why I've been taking you through all this? Listen, 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 listen. I, I, I'm sorry, but this just been recently. He said, Tracy, because you're too strong. In order for me to take you where I, where I want to take you, I had to break that. <laughs> That's what he said. He said this. He said, because on the next plateau, the devil would have destroyed you with this. You know what? God can't take you higher. You all got him to break you in some areas. You know why you're not experiencing the fullness of his grace? Because God it can't break you in some areas. Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Verse 5 says, I, I acknowledge my sins to you and I did not cover up my iniquity. I will confess my transgression to the Lord. You forgave the guilt of my sins. He did, watch this, verse 7. You are my hiding place. You, you, are, you protect me from trouble. You surround me with the song of deliverance. You know what I'm saying? Before you deliver me, I'm already singing. Did you know God will give you a song in your singing? <laughs> You don't know the covering of God until God hasn't brought you out, but you're praising him. You're singing to him because his presence is just that good. His loving kindness is just that good. The realness of the Lord is being manifested. See, some of us, you don't know it until you experience it. And the reason why you haven't experienced it, too strong. God said, I want you to lay down in my hand, not jump out of my hand. I want you to know you're broken in my hand, not strong in my hand. Well, I got it. I'll call you when I need you. Really? Lord, I'm smart enough. Lord, I'm good enough. Lord, I can do this. Really? Well, I know what I need. Really? <laughs> You're going to jump in something that you wish you could jump out. And God just said, no, you got it. No, that's what you wanted. He, he says in 13, he said, he said, I will instruct you the way you should go, I will counsel you with my loving eye. He says, he says in Isaiah 30, he says, he says, as you're walking while you're in trouble, and I sent you to affliction, the, 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 the adversary is because of me, but, but while you're there, I'm going to guide you, you're going to hear a voice behind you saying, this way. Here is Elijah, and he expected 
the boom, the bang of God. He expected the big things of God. He thought since he killed the, the prophets of Baal and he'd been faithful to God that, that all the trouble was over with, that he received this letter from Jezebel. He said, by the end of this day, you are dead. My, my, my question is, why does he run because of that? I mean, this guy, but number one, he's tired. And number one, he had, number two, he had a wrong expectation. He thought it's over with. I can't let my hair down. I can't exhale. And because he had the wrong expectation, he's now running. He finds himself in the cave after God gave him strength to get there. And, and, and there's an earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake. There's a wind that breaks around, and God wasn't in the rock. There's fire. God, see, some of us are waiting for the big boom, bang, bang, boom. And God said, I'm whispering in your ear, but you won't take time to listen to me. You won't get quiet. You got everything going on. You got the music, you got the TV, you got this, you're talking all the time, and you are, and God said, I'm in the still, quiet voice. I'm speaking to your spirit. David is asking for a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. The, the voice Bible takes 27, 8 and says, you are prompting me. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14 says that his, the cause of his love is provoking me, it's constraining me, it's pulling me, and my trouble is pushing me. Until we really want to hear God won't speak. Until we trust him, beyond we trust ourselves, we won't see. Until he has our undivided attention, we won't believe he's sovereign. God is so sovereign that he would use your enemies to bless you. God is so bad that God would take your troubles to lift you. God is so awesome that the very thing that tries to kill you will bless you and give you a greater anointing. God is so, 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 so into you that the very thing that people try to put you down will be the fertilizer that picks you up. Oh, is there anybody in the house trust God? Is there anybody believe that God is working it out? Is there anybody believe that God is up to something in your life? Is there anybody say, I'm going to trust you, though I can't see you, though I don't know what you're doing, I'm going to stay right here till my change comes. You know what? No, 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 no. You know what? It's, it's the waiting on the Lord. Waiting means I'm still and I'm quiet, and I'm expecting. I'm not just doing nothing. I'm 
I'm looking for the hand of God. I'm listening for the voice of God. I'm ready to move when he says move. But I'm not going to make my own way. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait right here. I'm going to wait till God shows me something. I'm going to wait till God says something. I'm going to wait till God opens up the door. Listen, trouble will come. Temptation will come. The devil will open up other doors. But if I was you, if I was me, I made up my mind. I'm going to wait till God says, it's me. Walk through. I got more for you. I'm lifting you. I will carry you. There's a word. There's a word that I'm done. When he says that in Romans chapter 8, that the Holy Spirit will guide you. The Greek word is ego. Ego means this. He means, I will lead you. I will prompt you. I will take you. Watch this. He says, I will teach you. He said, I will carry you. Huh? I said, carry. It's that footprint in the sand. It's when you don't have no strength. It's when you have exhausted all that you have. It's when you have come to the place that you need to be in his hands. He says, when you came, I can. When you have come to the end of your strength, and my strength got you. He said, don't worry, don't fret. I got you in my hand. Jesus will carry you. The Father will hold you. Is there anybody that knows you're in his hand? Is there anybody that right now you're being carried by God? Oh, you may look cute, but if people knew what you were going through, they would be amazed and astounded. And the only explanation that you have, he holds me. He's carrying me. He walks with me. He's my everything. I'm not doing it by myself. But God got a hold of me. He got me propped up on either side. He's in front of me. He's in back of me. He's around me. He's under me. He's over me. His name is Jesus. Oh! He don't need your strength. He got his strength. He don't need nothing we have. But we need all that he has. Let him bless you. Let him carry you. Let go. Let God. 
And he will show you how much he loves you. It's not the devil in the way. It's you. It's me. It's us. Because we won't lay down in his hands. He loves you. He gave himself for you. And he said, he said, won't I do everything else for you? He gave it all. Want to talk about commitment? He died for our sins. He paid the price for our sins. Then he rolled with all power in his hands. And he has the power to carry you and I. Give God some praise. I don't know if you know the Lord or not, in-house, out-of-house. In-house, there are ministers here that if you need prayer, if you need them to cover you, if you want to become a member of this church, they will be outside and they can talk with you, pray with you. To those of you that's watching, his name is Jesus. It's committing yourself to him because he committed himself to you. He said, well, I can't do this. I can't clean myself up. I can't fix me. He knows that. That's why he died for you. He did for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And if you come to him, if you open up your heart to him, in the Lord Jesus Christ, he will come in and sup with you, fellowship with you, and begin to teach you. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. You can call the 400 number, 5131, and God, somebody will call you back to talk with you, to minister to you. Touch your neighbor and say, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. In everything, about everything, it's Jesus. Father, even now, Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for always being there. Help us to trust you more. Help us to lean on you more. Lord, you don't need us. You don't need our, what we bring to the table. In fact, we don't bring nothing to the table because the table is already full. Teach us, Lord. Teach us your way. Show us your heart that we may trust you more and know that you are faithful. You are so faithful. You are faithful to the end. Lord, Lord, fill us with your spirit that we may walk in the purpose and destiny that you have already set for us. Thank you, Lord, for loving us in spite of Thank you, Lord, for being patient with us. Thank you, Lord, for being our Lord, our God, our Savior. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise. Thank you for joining. See you next week.
True.